Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. So let's get to the first game. Australia versus Lebanon. Um, I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried. I uh, I know we won 48 to 4, but the first 14 points was pure individual brilliance mm. that we scored. It was not good. It was not good ball playing. It was not setting decisions on field and spreading them in numbers. It was literally just pure individual brilliance that you can't get away with against the top-tier sides. Then there was a period where we started to get into gear and we, you know, put it together. But oh, this is – now, I'm very aware there's a possibility they come out this week and they look fucking smick as anything. I'm very aware of that. You know, Mal would know more than me. But this is my concern with the chopping and changing of the halves each each game. Now, I think it was good to give the Panthers boys a rest game one. But I, I just wonder, and this is hindsight speaking, but I just wonder, would it have been as clunky if Cleary Munster was the halves as quickly as possible? I'm not sure what the answer is to that, but it's absolutely got to be a question, guys, after watching that game. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I think clunky is the right way to put it. Um, you know, 48 to 4 is a good scoreline, but uh, <clears throat> like, and I, I know they haven't played a heap of footy together, but. Cleary and Munster to me, they like they. It's evident that they haven't played a heap of footy together. I think it's really obvious, and I'm the same as you, mate. I was really nervous at the end of that game, but then, and we'll talk about them soon. Watching New Zealand play, they didn't look fantastic either, to be honest with you. And both teams, as you said, can run out on Saturday morning, whenever it is, and look fantastic. We all know what they're capable of, uh, but at the moment, I'm really not sure how this game is going to go. The, you know, when I have a look at the. The Kiwi side and the Kangaroos team, I think they're very close and I think it sort of comes down to individuals uh, for me. You know, your Latrell Mitchells, your, your Josh Adokars. Uh, but, yeah, mate, I'm a little bit concerned as well. I, I thought we'd be we'd be looking better than this at this point at the start of the World Cup. It's, again, it's, I, like, it's not about the score. It's the way we got it. 
If we got 48 to 4 with a fucking clinical, <laughs> just just precise domination, then I would be like, because there was a period there where Lebanon, and it was in the second half, Lebanon had more play the balls in our 20. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. That should not be happening. We should be, they should not, they should be barely getting a play the ball in it. Now, this is not to disrespect Lebanon. I thought they were amazing. Um, what do you got there, Guru? I'm just going to say, like, it's the second week in a row we've made more mistakes in the opposition. Um, we made more mistakes in Italy last week. We made 14 errors in this game, and Lebanon only made 11. And, and I know people will be thinking, oh, yeah, but Australia had more ball. They had 52% possession. You shouldn't be making mm-hmm. 14 errors at the end of the day. <clears throat> oh, mate, like, what are we talking about here? We're Australia. We are, we are supposed to be absolutely blasting teams off the park. Timmy, what do you think? Are we, we alarm bells too much or what? Yeah, uh, look, I'm not overly concerned. Um, I do think, and the more I talk about this, I feel like I've just been blasting poor old Mao this entire tournament for selections and a few things he's done for a bloke who hasn't looked like losing a game and could potentially cruise to a World Cup title. So I'll give him that. But your boys are on the money with with the chopping and changing of halves, when Cleary and Munster, who'd never played together, clearly needed time to, to form a partnership. And we've been copying a, been the subject of a few jokes with the amount of times we've dropped the word cohesion in this uh, across the World Cup. But that is what it is. It's about building cohesion, particularly amongst key combinations. And then uh, I think he played DCE and Cleary the match prior in the final group stage game. In this game, he takes Teddy off at halftime, brings DCE back on and goes Munster to fullback. It's like... Surely, if anything, you just get them 80 minutes together in the quarterfinal. Yes, look, we were going on to win that game. We weren't going to lose it, but we needed time to put these guys together. Uh, and, and I just don't understand why he's gone about it in the manner that he has. Um, so I think if we are clunky for you know what's the do or die against the Kiwis, to a degree, I think Mao's got himself to blame because he hasn't given these combinations a chance to flourish. Yeah, and, and when you look at the score in the second half, it was like 12-4 or something. Like, yep. second half of rugby league, Australia beat Lebanon 12-4. That is crazy. And I know a lot of people could say, like, oh, you're being alarmist and come on, boys. Like, you know, they'll click into gear. I, I, I Honestly, I, I think they will click into gear. But you cannot tell me that that performance didn't raise a lot of concerning questions in regards to cohesiveness. And yes, it's a joke and yeah, but put it this way. Look at that England side. Look at that England side. That is a side that seems very cohesive, seems like they play very simple footy, but they get to points on the field. They pull teams apart. Now, are they as individually brilliant as Australia? I don't think so. Matter of fact, I, I think there's quite a substantial gap between the individual brilliance of the Australian side and the England side. But are they playing more as a team, the most as a team of any team in the comp right now? Absolutely. I'd say absolutely. And the concern is, is that if, let's say we some we we fortunately beat the, the Kiwis, who we know, the thing with the Kiwis, we know they can just turn up out of nowhere and do something special. We know that. So we can't take this for granted of like, oh, yeah, they played really poorly against Fiji. We're going to be sweet. If anything, it might have been worse for us because now they're going to be angry. Um, and so... Then you go, okay, let's say we, some, we, we do get past the Kiwis. Do we have enough individual brilliance to be better than the cohesiveness of the England side is, is the concern. Now, I still think Australia favourites. Maybe that's bias in me being an Aussie. Um, and, but I just, it, it just surprises me that you get through a half of footy. It, yes, you're up by 30 points or whatever. And then you put Munster to fullback. Like, what's the point of that? Like, Munster's, 
it, how does that help Munster? How does that help Cleary? All it does, like, it helps DCE get some more game time. I don't see how it helps the squad, in my opinion. Um, and look, I, I know we're probably going to be proven wrong this week and they're going to come out and absolutely fucking kill it. But right now, with the information we have, it, I personally think it was a bit of a concerning game for me. I just, like, yeah. Like, even, for example, like, I thought Cleary actually played pretty well, but, like, his kicking was off and it has been off. And I'm like, is that. I don't, is he feeling a bit like the pressure of, is this my jersey? Is it not my jersey? Is this my team? Is it not my team? And I, you know, or maybe it's just he's over there. But like, I'm watching him kick goals. I'm like, is he, is there, is that a different ball over there? Is that like not pumped up or something? Because it, it's like, like Nathan Cleary is the, one of the best kickers of the comp. Mate, he's hardly um, making the distance on a lot of them. It's, it's very strange yeah. to watch him kick at the moment. Like you, you're watching, it's you're bizarre. like, it's accurate, but that's not going to make it. And it quite often doesn't yeah. at the moment. Like not making, you know how easy it is for a kicker to make the distance, and we're talking about literally one of the best kickers we've seen since Cooper Cronk, arguably better. Like it's just it's it's bizarre. I don't I don't and it, like you know maybe it is purely a Nathan Cleary thing, but I just I just feel like from the get go, in my opinion, it should have been like Cleary, mate. This is your team. You're the back to back seven. You're the next fucking goat, essentially. Um, this is your team. Take it and run. And what's interesting is that Cooper Cronk actually, you know, said similar sentiments of, oh, was it Cooper or Mickey Innes? Anyways, one of them said, like, you can't really give Cleary the side. Don't have him, you know, oh, am I seven? Am I not seven? What do you got there, Guru? Oh, I was just going to say, like, like, I don't understand, as you said, Kempi, why they moved Munster to fullback. I mean, you've got Val Holmes, you've got Latrell, you've got two guys that can play fullback. I just, I, I can't fathom a reason why you wouldn't just give. Munster and Cleary more time together. I just I, I don't understand what we gained in any way, shape, or form out of moving Munster to fullback against Lebanon when we were home. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre, and like it's it's almost as if uh, this this push of oh you you still I'm still not sure who the seven is. I'm still not sure. You know what I mean? That's like like that, that seems like the only purpose of putting DC on the field. Like as you just rightly said. Valentine Holmes can go back to fullback if Teddy needs to come off. Yeah. We've got Tuolangi, we've got Campbell Graham, we've got Latrell Mitchell, we've got Jackie Whiten. We fucking million centers and outside backs that could get a, a run. I, I posted something about it the other day, and Latrell commented saying, We've been running with our best 17 on the training paddock for a few weeks, which I'm sure they have, but I'm sorry, it doesn't look like it. It is really it doesn't. Alan, is it Alan Iverson? Uh, is, is Alan Iverson? We're we talking about practice. We're talking about practice. <laughs> it's practice, man. Every like, come on, man. Like, hey, Charlie Mitt, love Charlie Mitt, love him. And it, obviously, as the, all those players, like, they're gonna be confident in their ability. And even Teddy came out and said, "We yep. still believe whether." But <laughs> the amount of preseasons I've done, where I literally thought I was Darren Lockyer, and then I came out and got absolutely fucking towed up <laughs> in the first few games. Like, it, games are what matter. Games are what matter. Um, uh, yeah, oh, mate, I, I think we're all in the same boat in regards to that. Look, it sounds too negative because there are some are a lot of positives. There are a lot of positives. I want to get I when Mal didn't run Cam Murray out on the edge, I was oh. like, oh my god, are you f- serious? But when he brought him on in the middle, I was like, actually, I actually don't mind that. I actually don't mind that because of the speed of the play of the ball. And so I got to give Mal some credit there. I don't know if you guys agree, you may disagree. Um, the, the problem is, is I want Cam Murray on the field for fucking 80 minutes. But anyway, um, 
another positive, Isaiah Yeo is absolutely incredible. Like I know, I know Josh Adekar by default gets the, the man of the match because of the five tries. Uh, but Isaiah Yeo, in my opinion, was man of the match. He, when the going was tough, he was the one that was really breaking things apart. He was absolutely incredible. Um, Latrell Mitchell uh, had some big, big moments. Cam Munster had some big moments. <laughs> Uh, Tedesco, oh man, he's just a step above, isn't he? Honestly, like he just, he's so good. He's so good. It's a joke. Um, so there was some, there was some really good signs there. Like, as I said, like Nathan Cleary kicking wasn't great at times, but he still had some really delicate touches, some really delicate touches. So there were, there were definitely some positives there, especially for like a 20 to 30 minute period. I thought that they really began to glue things together. That's why the change up for me is like, what? Yeah. It just got it just started getting going. Um, it, what about you? Who was a standout for you guys? Yeah, mate, I, I think you covered the vast majority of them. As you said, Cam Murray when he came on, he, he was really good. Um, I, I know he didn't play in this one, but fuck, you can see a difference when Ben Hunt's not in the team, can't you? Are we like? Is he definitely injured? Or yeah, he like, was rested for that game because he played the three he had previous. A or something. Yeah, oh. well, he played the, the three previous games. That's what Mal said. So he'll be coming back into the team this week. Yeah. Would you not rest in the oh. last game of the group stage and uh, then exactly play right. in the knockout game? Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm sorry, is, nah. is Ben Hunt playing an extra 25 minutes against Lebanon? Is it going to be catastrophic? Like, oh, I personally would I understand he's played the three mm. games, unless there is a niggle there, which we don't know about. But if not, I would have picked our best 17 and I would have run out with our best 17 and played to our best 17 game plan. Honestly, and this, you know, and maybe there were injuries or whatever, by game two, I'm picking my 17 and I'm sticking with them. Like by game two of the, 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 the World Cup. Game one, I'm giving people opportunities. Game two, I'm picking my best 17 and I'm sticking with it unless there's injuries or niggle injuries or whatever. Um, but but like I do have this like quite strong feeling that we're all going to be proven wrong this week, you know. Like I got this strong feeling that they're going to come out play incredibly, and we're going to be like, oh, you know what? Are we questioning a bloke that won eight Origin in a row? Yeah, we were. Uh, <laughs> but it, again, I I would be lying if I didn't say that these questions are there for me. I, I, I would be I'm, lying if yeah. I didn't. I'm still backing us, Kempi, in a tight game, and I think we'll be fine. I just don't think we've done ourselves any favours with a lot of decisions that have been made. Like, with the Australian Rugby League team, there's so much superstar talent in there. I, I honestly think we'll be fine, but we could have given ourselves an easier path to a knockout semi final with the Kiwis. And I personally think we've had arguably, potentially, better Kangaroos teams versus worse Kiwi sides, and we've lost mm. in games like yeah. this. And if we do, and yeah. you know, I, I, like I, I'm expecting the Kangaroos to win, but in my opinion, the Kiwis have a better pack. They've got the halves that if anyone's going to get over the top of Cleary and Brown, uh, Cleary and Munster, it's going to be Brown and Hughes. They've got a superstar at fullback. There's like this is a, as much as they haven't played very well, as you said before, Kempi. We know that New Zealand they can they can switch it on at any given moment, and and they're going to be up for this game. And the thing, other thing that scares me in that is the Kiwis, albeit by probably. Yeah, underperforming by their standards have had games that we saw on the weekend with Fiji that they've had to overcome some animosity and dig in and just really grind out wins. The Aussies are maybe a detriment to how good they are. They haven't like they haven't had a tough game yet, let's be fair. They haven't looked like losing a game yep. uh, and that's not going to help. And for all we know, New Zealand might not be the team we've got to worry about. It could be England oh, at home in a grand England. final if they yeah. win. 
Yeah, and I think that home factor, we'll get to it, but I think that home factor is becoming resoundingly more strong where you're going, these boys look comfortable. Like yeah. They look like they're just playing footy the way they've been playing it all year. Um, yeah, so so to be clear, guys, like we still think Australia are, you know, I, be- I back them in to win the World Cup. <laughs> but at, you, you summed it up perfectly, Timmy. I, I don't think, in my opinion, we've given ourselves the best run into this game against the Kiwis possible. Um because like even little things like even the question of is Ben Hunt going to be on the as the fourteen, like would you put would you put your house on it? Like I wouldn't. <laughs> like if I had one, if I had a house that I owned, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> are, are we expecting so if if Hunt's on the bench, are we expecting the rest of the bench to stay as it was? So Pat Carrigan and Lindsay Collins is that what we're anticipating they'll run with with Jake Javoyevich starting? Surely, surely. yeah. I mean, once again, wouldn't put my house on it that I don't have. Yeah, but that's the thing. that's that's what I'm talking about yeah. in regards to you know, like this is how I just anyway. Um, I, I thought Harry Grant was really good too. Far out, he's special. He's so fucking like. I just when he's electric out of dummy half, it just is a sight to behold. There really is. There's really not many players that I can recall that play like him. I, I just can't. In my time anyway, I'm sure there might be some before my time, but I'm trying to think of a nine that was similar to Harry. It's just he's just got his own way of doing things. It's fucking so good. He's so exciting to watch. He's almost like a like a seven out of hooker sometimes, the way he just takes control of the where they're getting to on the field or having a run, like or taking a few extra steps. But the, the crazy thing is, is that sevens and sixes can still work with him. Whereas we've seen other nines in the past where like they're too dominant and they take the ball when they shouldn't be taking the ball. And, and you've got the seven putting his hands up going, fuck me. Harry Grant seems to select the perfect time every time to take control of the game and, and run the ball or pass it to who he wants to. Um, yeah, outside of that, Liam Martin was really good. Angus Crichton has been good. Um, Stoke for Jake Trevojevic. Uh The thing is, is when you look at this team and each person, individually, they all played pretty well. Like, individually, they all, like, okay, yeah, there was a couple errors here or there. But individually, they were all pretty good. Um, it's just a bit, that doesn't seem to be clicking as much. Josh Adokar, I mean, is he is he a lock-in for Origin next year, no matter what? Or what are we talking about here, boys? I'm not sure if he is, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I want to say yes, mate, but I don't pick the fucking team. We know who picks the team, and I can't say anyone's a lock that's not named James Tedesco, mm. I don't think. Yeah, who who absolutely knows with it? And apologies for sounding like a broken record on this one. And my my roaming outside backs rant that's it's at least once a week on average, sometimes <laughs> twice. But when Addo Carr supported for that try through the middle, I'm just sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Imagine him coming out of his own half, just supporting in around the rack. He like we know the fox. He's so quick. He gets an inch of space. He scores like every time because no one get near him one on one. I the doggies should be taking note and going. When possible, I know Kemp, it's important. You've spoken in the past about holding your width and all that, but when possible, like the Aussies did, you've got to get him roaming in around that ruck. And shout out to Josh Adokar, that try that he scored through the middle, he played the ball. It's not oh, very often you see the guy that plays the yeah. ball gets back up. You can talk more about it, Kemi, but I imagine most wingers, if you get to play the ball on third tackle in the middle, you're sprinting straight out to your wing to get back out there. Fox just he's still just alert of what's happening and put himself in that spot. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's a good example of, you know, not always good to have a 100-kilo winger that can bash the fuck out of every every run he has. He makes 20 metres because of the post-contact. Sometimes those small wingers that are super fit, they can do things like that. They can do things like that. Now, boys, maybe I'm getting hyperbolic here, but I, I this has been like something that I've been thinking about this for a couple of years now where I'm like I lean into it and I go, oh, no, 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 I better not, I better not. But is it time we start considering Josh Adokar one of the greatest wingers of all time? I don't think it's unfair, mate. Uh, he's obviously, you know, achieved so much at, at Melbourne. It, it, what, what's his try-scoring record, Matty? Mm. What, are we, what yep. sort of ballpark are we in now? Um, I personally think he's up there. I don't know if I want to put him in with, like, Wendell and Lottie and these sort of guys, E.T. and those sort of fellas. But well, I ask you this. I ask you this. What has Wendell done in rugby league that – Adokar hasn't done. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think it's – and the point you made before, Wendell was the 100-kilo monster who could beat the living shit out of you and he could also run as fast as the wind, so it probably makes him a little bit more, more intimidating. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Fox, what he's, he's dominated Origin. He's dominated – now he's dominating Kangaroos. So he's got 118 tries in 150 NRL games <laughs> and then Origin's similar, <laughs> 12 games, 10 tries. And well, how, how, how many um, premierships has he got? What are we talking? Three. So he won two. two, two, seventeen and twenty. Yeah, two. Yeah, wow. I don't think it's like, unfair, it, Kempi. How old is I, he? I know. Twenty-seven. I think. Twenty-seven. Wow. <laughs> so again, I understand that like people they don't really want to go there yet, I, and I get it. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but I think there's there's a there's an argument to begin to be made that he deserves to be in that conversation of one at least, like. In the conversation. Timmy, am I getting crazy here or what? Uh, not getting uh, crazy, no, mate. Well, look, his record speaks for itself. You boys just rattled off. A shit ton of tries. A couple of premierships. What's he had? 12 games for the Blues. Uh, in two weeks' time, he may be a World Cup winner and he could be finishing the tournament pretty likely as the top try scorer. Dom Young is not too far off him, but looking that way. So his credentials speak for themselves. Um, as you said, probably... He, He'll be in the conversation 100% by the end of his career. Uh, he could be one of the greats by the end of his career. Uh, I, I hate recency bias. I hate getting too caught up in things off the back of five tries for your country. But you're not being crazy by, by talking about it, Kempi. And, I mean, he might get top yeah. try scorer. Mate, for me, he's my favourite for player of the well, tourney at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just think that one thing we're forgetting, boys, is he's most likely going to break the most tries ever in a World Cup for an Australian winger, Australian player. He's a try off it. I'm pretty sure he's a try off it. He's also so like Yeah, he's also twenty seven with a hundred and what'd you say fifty one career tries. Mm. Like six another six or so good years in him. I, I think that if he can have real success at Canterbury, that really changes the conversation. Like if, if if he can win a comp at Canterbury and and be as important to that team as he is right now, like we're talking about him as a potential captain next year. Not many That's wingers. Say, boys. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was about to say we are talking about Addo Carr as the captain of a club. Tell me another winger that you would send to another club, and you would consider we would be going. Yeah, the winger should be captain. Mm. I just think he is he is the perfect modern day superstar. Hasn't really done anything that bad off the field. He's super charismatic. He's super explosive on the field. He's a highlight machine. Like, what else could you want out of a winger? Honestly, what else could you want out of a winger? Like and all I think good that superstars, just, he started at the Tigers. 
<laughs> oh, you had to do that, Guru. Sorry, Tigers fans. We should have trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> um, like I just again, I just think that I just want to give him his flowers while he's while it's at the moment because I, I I don't think I know everyone like he's kind of like this in his own lane of superstar, but I just don't know if anyone sits back and goes, hang on a sec, this bloke might be one of the greatest wingers we've ever seen. Like when you look at what he's achieved, at least in the modern era of rugby league, I know you can talk about ones in the past, or whatever modern era of rugby league. I'd have to say, like, fuck, he does all the tough stuff. He's one of the best finishers we've ever seen. He's he's basically like Steve Renoff in the open field. That's how beautiful it looks when he just gets to glide, and he's done everything. He's done I, everything. I was just about to say to you, mate. For me, like the best winger of the last probably fifteen years is Brett Morris, just because he was so yeah. consistent. But then I sat there and went. How many bad games do you see Fox play realistically? Exactly, mm. exactly. It's just, it, oh, and and also like everything he brings off the field as well. Like I, I just think he should be in the combo at the very least. Um, I, I just such a fan of the Fox. Like I'm such a fan. He's just so good for the game. You know, he he didn't have the easiest upbringing either, and what he's managed to achieve as a person and like is pretty incredible. Um, Anyway, I think that oh, shout out to Paddy Garrigan came on thirty one minutes, hundred twenty three three meters. Fuck, he's a he's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> Thank God he's a Bronco. Um, now Le- Lebanon. I mean, there's I, I, I we don't really I don't really have that much time. Sorry guys, but I just want to give them a massive massive wrap. What an incredible series! And think about the confidence, and also think about a lot of young Lebanese boys and girls that watched this tournament and said, "Oh, I want to try rugby league." We have a massively growing uh, Lebanese population in, uh, especially Sydney, but in Australia, I kid, like Lebanon. Incredible! What an incredible series! And Chica, what a great coach! Because like, if there's one thing that the best thing they did, and and uh, Mitchell Moses and Adam Dwahi, I think you say it now, um, they weren't out coached by anyone. They weren't out coached by anyone, and that's for sure. They their systems were good. They were getting to the right place on the field. They won the battle of field position. Against Australia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Think about that. They won the battle of field position against Australia. The difference is we got Val Holmes running for bloody 260 metres or 50 metres or whatever. Fuck, he was good. Fuck, he was good. We got <laughs> Latrell Mitchell who was just, you know what I mean? That's that's That was the difference. They won all these things that coaches coach and that players lead. So massive congratulations, Lebanon. Just shout out to Lebanon. Obviously, they took on the Kiwis uh, after 50, after fifty minutes. It was eighteen to twelve. And what what was the second half against the Kangaroos? Eighteen to six. Jesus. Like to to think they're even in the conversation of staying one to twelve on both of the Kangaroos and the Kiwis in a three week span. Unbelievable. Michael Checker yeah. takes Lebanon to a quarter final in a World Cup and rattled some big teams. Plays a quarter final against Australia, and then what? Two days later, goes and coaches the Argentinian National Rugby Union team to a win over England. That is mind-blowing to me. I like, mm. I, 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 
I knew that he was the Argentinian coach, but I assumed that when he was looking after Lebanon that he'd given up that role or whatever. And then someone said, yeah, in two nights' time, he's coaching against England. I was like, holy shit, that is impressive. Yeah. And, like, it's not against some tiny team either. We're talking about England who were in the World Cup final and they're considered one of the, if like, what, top three teams in the world. And he went there with Argentina and beat them. Like, it's just incredible. I mean, I know I know it's a small sample size, but and I know he'd be getting paid way more to be an international coach. But I tell you what, if a club needed a coach, I'd be at least at least interviewing to see how much he knew about rugby league, because he seems to be a very good man manager. Matter of fact, Mitchell Moses came out and said he it's the most he's ever been out. Like he's never had a coach get him up for the game the way Chica, Chica did. I get stressed out if I'm tossing up between a bloke mid or a bleed, m- bloke full strength. <laughs> He's got two national teams to worry about. Oh, Crazy. No, thank you. So massive congratulations to the uh, the Lebanon side. It's just incredible. So good. So good for you guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 